Nick, it is episode 67. Promise? Yes, promise. My voice is still gone all silly. Mine is still mellifluous and wonderful. Excellent. John? Yes, Nick? Are we sacrificing children on the altar of working mums? Yes. Excellent. Excellent, good. That's the topic. Where are we, Nick? Tell the lovely lady at home where we are. We're in a palace. We are in a palace. In particularly a strandy palace. Yes, we're in a hotel in London's London. We checked into a room. We got a room. We've got a room together. We got a room. They said get a room and we have. What sort of, what bed size bed do you think? Is this a double or a a queen? Very queeny. A queen, a very queeny bed. It feels like a queeny bed. It's a British hotel. It's a British hotel, and I therefore, feel like. therefore, disappointing in many subtle... <laughs> I think we should go around the room ways. and describe all the things that are disappointing. Well, first of room. all, in a general sense, it has that feel of a PFI-built university first yes. year accommodation yes. Yes. block. Mm-hmm. Even though it probably costs hundreds of pounds a night. We don't know because you're, you're being put up here by one of your corruption merchants. That's right, that's what's right. happening. So, <laughs> that... That, that's how you, you've got the room. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's let's talk about it. Well, well when I first came into the room, mm-hmm. um, the radiator of was on full blast in a room with no air conditioning. On a warm day. Um, and tomorrow I think it's going to be 21 degrees. Yes. Um, and the window opens. Let me go and have to shout this. The window, according to this sign here, says, for, your health, for health, safety and security reasons, the lower section of this window cannot be opened more than 100 millimetres. 100 millimetres right. of window. It is quite... Re- I, I have no objection to this window being limited because it's, uh, it's, it's almost ground-level window and the outside is a long a number of storeys drop onto concrete. So I can see why you wouldn't want people being able to open that window fully. Why didn't maybe you just... not uh, with the radiator on full and the window shut. Well, John, why didn't you just turn on the air conditioning? Oh, I can't find the switch. I've looked everywhere. Well, this, is a, this is a top London hotel in one of the most prestigious addresses in London surely there'll be air conditioning but if I go into the bathroom here and like turn the lights on you'll be I'll turn the light, lights on in the bathroom okay and you know the familiar sound you'll hear when you turn the bar, uh, hotel bathroom what, what sound comes with the light switch well with the extractor fan that's right here we go ready yeah where is it there's no extractor fan so when I had my shower the bathroom steamed up and then that was that I'm not sure that's actually legal I'm not sure it can be there's this thing in the ceiling but it certainly doesn't do anything it doesn't extract anything no it doesn't um, go I noticed the, um, the the light is a very sort of industrial light fitting which they've covered with a little hoop um, it's it's a um, fluorescent light if I'm going to see what kind of light it is I, I bet you it'll be a hoop oh, I can't I can't it's not possible it's right. sealed off um, and then you've got the, this cheap um MFI sort of furniture. Yep, which is fine. The desk and, there's a desk and bedside table. That's Scuffs fine. all over the place. Nothing wrong with that. I quite like the painting. It's kind of Rothko-esque. Mm. It's not actually Rothko. No. But it's Rothko-esque. And I yeah. like that. That's nice. Yeah. Um, I love the metal boxes over the lights above the bed. That's very deep. That's deep. Yes. Yeah. Um, of course, tea and coffee making facilities. Excellent. So um, I'll just be pouring myself a... Oh, wait, no, there's only instant coffee. Because it is 1947. Yes. Hooray, we won the war. Hooray. Soon, imagine we'll be able to replace, we'll be able to replace these... <laughs> with coffee. With actual real-life coffee again, like we used to back in the days before the war. <laughs> what else do I have here? These days of austerity. I've got English breakfast tea. I only drink English. English breakfast tea. Mm-hmm. English breakfast tea. <laughs> yep. And here... What's in that one? English breakfast tea. With some splendour. That's some splendour that came with it. That's, that's the only tea I'm allowed. Mm. And I'm allowed Nescafe instant 
gold blend or decaf gold blend. Have a seat, John. Uh, I like wandering around no, the room. Have a seat. Have you ever had gold blend? Yes, of course. Is it lovely? No. Because it was it was advertised for so long by um, Giles. It was by and Anthony Stewart Head. As as being a sophisticated. That's right. With his coffee. With that motion. Yes. Can picture the motion I'm doing at home, ladies and gentlemen. I can. It's um, an onanistic motion. And with an, with that Nina woman as well, someone Ninery something. Nina Pretty Ballerina. That was her name. Yeah. And will they or won't they, Nick? Will they or won't they? I think they did. They probably did. See, when I grew up, my mum drank. And they had coffee. <laughs> my mum grew up and. Did she? Uh, yes. That's well, a no. Lucky. Hang on, my mum didn't grow up. She never grew up. I grew up. Oh, that's right. what happened. And uh, my my parents drink and still do drink instant coffee. Have you divorced um, them? No, you know, because I, I was too young and naive at the time to really understand. So you didn't I realised it was a crime at that time. Well, no, I didn't. Well, no, that's how I discovered coffee was instant coffee. And mm. I thought I hated it because I'd only ever had it with milk. Until one day someone made me a black tea with black coffee tea? instead of tea. I discovered oh. I liked black tea when I went on a scout camp where we ran out of milk. Ah. And I discovered it was much nicer without the milk. And so someone asked for a black tea and someone made me black coffee. And I was like, mmm, what is this delicious elixir? And I realised that I liked black coffee. It wasn't until years later that I would discover the truth of coffee and how what I was drinking was vile. Of course. My parents still drink it, though, but it was gold blend we drank. Nescafe 30, Blend 37 was, my, <laughs> I think, my mum's favourite. What are the 37? But now she drinks Nescafe Black Gold. Black Gold. Oh, yes. Is, is it black gold good? No, oh, I gold, would prefer you gold. You to be gold. kind of goldy coloured gold. If I found gold that was black, I would think it probably wasn't gold. I think but it was fool's gold. That's because you're a racist, though, I isn't am it? a racist, yes. Yeah, I, racist. I, only, I only like the gold people. I wanted to ask you, what racist thoughts do you regularly have? Um, I wouldn't argue that they're racist. I would argue that they're culturist. Uh-huh. I do agree with um, Bill Cosby and various others, that there is a big problem with um, black culture at the moment, particularly with our father absenteeism. Mm-hmm. So it always disappoints me when you hear, oh, single mother, whoever, you know, a single black mother having to bring up lots, yes. of, lots of children who then again, they, the, the boys don't see a father figure, so they themselves repeat the cycle. And uh, Tre- Trevor Phillips said very interesting things about it as well, but how you deal with it how you extract the cultural problem that it no doubt is mm-hmm. from the kind of racist undertones is difficult. It is difficult because, of course, it's not because they're melanin... melanin no, I, I, don't believe, I, don't, I, I don't believe that... Oh, my children are too dark. I can't see them <laughs> when the lights are off, so I'm going to run. I don't believe that that's what's happening. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> yes. What children? I didn't know I had any. No, I don't believe that's happening. Um, but clearly there is a big problem. You know, any, any culture can fall into this rut that it then needs to bring itself out of, as, as you'll know, you, 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 you Christians certainly fell into that rut during the Middle Ages, for example. All of European Christendom fell into a dark age and uh, the Enlightenment had to pull it out. And I think every strata of people goes through this. Certainly Islam's going through it as well. Would you, know, would you not argue that if you're going to say, obviously there, the issue of absent fathers is not a racial one there seems to be a higher instance of it in certain races is that not due to obvious other factors such as as it larger you know if you look at the poverty level no yeah yeah but no but i think so, what i think is that those factors were necessary to 
initially catalyse the reaction, mm-hmm. but I think sadly the reaction can then become self-perpetuating. I'm not sure if I agree with that. I don't think there's evidence to say that. I think, I think that you have to work very hard to break the cycle after that, uh, because it's a cycle. Because oh, it, okay, if you're raising, if you're raising, yeah, then family, it becomes yeah, self-perpetuating. Okay. You, but again, it's not the racial no way issue. That's the same for uh, for any race family with it. Who well, yes, exactly, exactly. But if you happened to be because you know because you were brought in the country to do the menial but are jobs you not that but, but identifying that with black are you not doing the same issue as you would with the, the whole you know the, the not the american uh, peculiar misnomer that black people are unable to swim which what? is if you must have come across this it comes in america there are a large a frightening number of people who just genuinely believe black people cannot swim and the arguments go to bent bone density and all various <laughs> different hilarious and completely nonsensical reasons of course the reason is if you if you're black and american there's a much higher chance you're growing up in an area which can't support public swimming yeah. and doesn't have school swimming funded no but i would be prepared so, to also you know, say that, that's would also the be reality behind it no but i would also be prepared to say that that might have been the cause, but, but that's how cultures and cultural ruts begin. Because right. then you have, for example, you have no tradition of taking your child out to a swimming class or mm-hmm. to a swimming pool, so that when they grow up, they don't take their children out. And then even you're if very, they... You're very loud. Even if they move to an area where there is a swimming pool, they won't have the instinct to okay. take their children to see because their, their parents and their parents' parents didn't do it mm-hmm. before. So... Just introducing a swimming pool isn't good enough at right. that point. You have to actually explicitly say, we got into a rut, here are the facilities that we need to get for ourselves, and here are the mental changes that we need to make in order to break the chain that we might not have even realised that we were in. Um, it happens with all sorts of things. I mean, feminists argue the same thing, that women needed to break out of the patriarchal rut as well. By That's why there was such a what seemed like a very odd reaction to, oh, why have you bitten my head off just for holding the door open for me? You know, that whole parody was, you actually had to make a quite strong break Mm -hmm. with the whole, with with all your expectations and even things that seemed perfectly benign. I hold the the door open for people, so I'd be very Mm. confused if someone told me off for holding the door open for them in particular. Yes. I'd, I need, what I need you to do is observe me over a longer period of time. Yes, that's what I would And say. notice who I, I, yes, exactly. whom I would not I only, I only don't hold doors open for the Japanese. That's right. Well, that leads me on to my racist thought recently. Mm-hmm. You know when you see um, a strikingly beautiful Asian woman whose eyes are significantly sort of wide apart, mm-hmm. I, I thought recently the eye shape and the, and the, the breadth of the eyes reminded me of a grey... Uh, the alien, and I thought, if someone told me that Asian people were an alien race, I would have some sort of that's, sympathy with that's that. Actu- that's actually that's actually a fairly well known trope. Um, it can't be. Shocking. It is. I, I have a friend who I offended myself thinking. It I have a friend who's got who. One of his friends is he actually calls him racist X, with X being his name. Uh-huh. That's just his name, and he says he said something like, you know, Asian people never look right in suits because they're aliens. <laughs> Meaning Far East Asian people. So you're racist like him. I am racist like him. <laughs> At least I'm just culturist. You actually are focusing on physical am. disabilities. That my, my Notice that said disabilities there. Good. Thereby showing that I'm the racist. <laughs> After all. Mm. It's the way I, I think that they're beautiful is the issue. Not as beautiful, I should say, as my fiance Laura, who is far more beautiful. Than any old Asian. Than, than any old human at all. Excellent, I'm glad yeah. to hear that. It would be wrong if you didn't think that she were beautiful because... I think she's very beautiful. You'd then have to... Um, well, what would you do? I mean, it's interesting. Could you get married to somebody whom you didn't think? Well, it's interesting because we're both... 
Um, we're both not silly. Neither of us think we're the best-looking person in the world, <laughs> and neither of us think that the other is the best-looking person we've ever seen. No. Because that would just be factually incorrect. Yes. But we find each other beautiful, and that's really important. So yes, if I felt physically repulsed by someone, could I marry them? No, probably not. What sort of Christian are you? I know, I'm a terrible Christian. You are terrible. Um, you must well just give up. That's true. But I don't think it's anything to do with attractiveness. I think the most traditionally or archetypally ugly person can be very, very beautiful to someone. I don't think that would be the physical revulsion. I think it would just be someone you just could never quite see it with. Mm. That would be, I think that would be really problematic. I suppose it would. You know what I have a problem with? Those um, trailers on, on, on television and radio in particular, where they edit the program they're trailing, or they edit the clips... Mm-hmm. For the season to make it sound like the clips are commenting on the radio station or the trail. Oh gosh, that is like, awful. I love say, how your brain next, went there though. That next on radio, next on radio before, and then they'll say, That's a lovely thing to talk about today, isn't it? <laughs> and that'll be on the trail. What a lot of lovely programmes. That'll be yeah. something that was talked about. Just on, a little stab right at yes. the end of the trail. I hate that. I hate that too. I'm glad you do. That's true. Because I thought I was the only one who noticed that. And it now seems to be mandatory. Did we pre- I think we previously on Rum Doings, and it was a rule, we've already discussed it in the context of a rule, mm. as a rule that continuity announcers are not to pretend they're part of the programme, they're there betwixt. I should also say that they're not supposed to pretend to be your mate in a pub. That's true too. And I, as we said previously, and I suggested, they need to bring back in-vision continuity announcers. Mm-hmm. People who can just sit oh. on the sofa and talk to you. Another thing, weathermen are not allowed to refer to the continuity announcers by their first names. No. That, I found that awful. Weather, also... weather women either, neither. No. Weather persons. Weather <laughs> <We're> the robots. <laughs> Weatherbots. Weatherbots. Now we will go to the weatherbot. It won't rain. <laughs> who knows, I'll just use my random number generator. <laughs> That's what the humans do anyway. Um, that was robot satire. It was. Uh... I don't like it when the weatherman pretends that he's also friends with the newscast. Exactly. Oh, thanks very much, Paul. So, uh, so tell us. Where, or when they try and tie it into the whatever's on the news. So, for example, they'll say, um, and in the, cra- in, the, uh, in the plane crashed earlier on today, there were no survivors. 375 people are now known to have died. Well, they might be dead, but it's a great pity because tomorrow's weather's going to be wonderful. They could have had a barbecue if only they'd been alive. You know, that kind of fatuous handover. Can we stop that now as well? I heard this morning in the taxi, I heard the man was listening to Talk Sport, my former employer, and uh, the... Uh, I just stopped myself my brain just tailed off because I thought I can't even I didn't work for TalkSport I worked for Talk Radio talk before sport. it was turning into TalkSport while I was there it was morphing into it was horribly slowly becoming that um, and the, the weather person said what the weather would be and then the presenter of the breakfast show whose name I don't remember um, James Whale it was, if only it were no uh, it's not I don't, know if he, I don't think he even works there at all now I don't know I don't care but this, the weather person was like, the, the, the presenter was like then trying to work out like I've been listening to the weather I'm working this into what I'm talking about with regards to the football and just got it all completely muddled up and gave Madrid's weather as England's and it was just oh it was disastrous Uh-oh. just don't try no just just read the weather it's like did you notice when when um, I, I was listening to Adam and some old Adam and Joes recently and they were talking about happy um, to see Adam and Joe back I'm very happy to hear Adam and Joe back mm. um, I was listening to an old episode where they'd been away for the summer and they'd been replaced by Danny Wallace um, oh. And someone else, and they who they, t- oh. they referred to them as, as Wallace and Gromit, and they were, and it was, and then they said thanks, and Adam said thanks so much to uh, Danny Wallace and Gromit there for filling in for us. Really, really great to have you there. 
It was then, wasn't it? Yep. Fantastic. Brilliant. <laughs> just completely gave away the fact he didn't listen to, didn't give a toss. And they did to just the same. They came back. They came back this uh, last Saturday, and they they came back with them and said, "On um, don't spoil it. I haven't listened yet." And right at the start, they said, "Thanks very much to um to the people who've uh, filled in for us." Uh, yes, went. Oh, filled in sounds a bit rude, doesn't it? They've been here for fourteen months. <laughs> um, but yes, I, they're, they're two of those. They're far better DJs than we are. Uh, that Andrew Collins and uh, and Rich. <laughs> it was brilliant. Just utter disinterest in who replaced Uninterest, them. not disinterest. Oh, sorry, what's the difference? You don't know the difference? No, tell me. <sighs> That's very problematic. I'm well, I'm asking to be educated. Okay. That's the correct response. Okay. You, you, A judge should never be uninterested, mm-hmm. but he should always be disinterested. Okay, so to not become... Uninterested means that you're bored, mm-hmm. it's, you're not engaged. Yep. Disinterested means you don't have an interest in the sense of the MP's register of interests. So, right. okay. so if you say, I'm a disinterested party, I can judge this, it means I don't have shares, she's not my mum, yep. um, I didn't go to the same public school as them, I'm mm-hmm. disinterested, I don't have an interest, I don't have... As Mel Brooks, not Mel Brooks, that's wonderful, <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> they are very much the same person, aren't they? Well, yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson so memorably said, you, you, you've got a dog in this fight, don't you? When, when, a, when a Jew reporter asked him about his comments. Oh, so. that's nice. Yes. That's lovely. He's, he's a good Christian, Mel Gibson. He is a very so good, isn't he? <laughs> He made. Have you seen the Passion? I haven't seen of the, the Christ of the Christ. No, I haven't seen it. Flailing. I know. A lot of my friends really think it's a fantastic film. You should see it. It shows how it shows how devilish the Jews are. <laughs> well, see, I haven't seen it. So I, I haven't seen it, so I can't draw comment. But I understand that's not true. It is true. Um, and you should I, see it. And I understand that it actually does represent the demon baby. Does represent responsibility across the various different groups who were responsible mm. at the time. Um, but I haven't seen it. A lot of people say they find it very moving and very interesting, and they find the Gory. depiction of the horror of what the, of what Mr. Christ went through to be quite upsetting. Well, I haven't watched it partly because I didn't want to watch it because everyone told me I should. That's always partly a because it's directed by Mel Gibson, <laughs> and I'm a complete hypocrite with that though because I'll quite I'll very happily sit very happily sit down and watch uh, Lethal Weapon and Mad Max. So. Um, no, Mad Max is very boring, but but Luther Weapon I'd happily sit, sit and watch. So I'm a complete hypocrite with that, um, and also partly because it just sounds a bit gross and a bit well, apparently it morose. Is a, it is very sort of. I heard it described as dripping por- pornographic flail. in terms of very flail, a lot of flailing. Mm-hmm. It's very Catholic in that respect. Yes, Catholics yes. like like the flesh. Yes, the Catholic Jesus hasn't come off the cross yet. Yeah, no, exactly. So no, you can't watch it. I don't really have the inclination to, although lots of people go cross with me that I haven't. I'm happy. I'm. I'm uncross with you. That's nice. You're not discross with me, though. Uh, no. Uh, are you happy that you know the difference between uninterested? Yes, and I am. I'm very happy to know the difference. And it's an important difference, I think, and it's well, worth it's, keeping. Yeah, it seems like it's one worth keeping. Although mm. I think it's lost. The battle's lost already. No, I'm happy to. Well, you can keep uh, fighting, fighting, and you should keep fighting. But I think you'll fight, fight on my last breath. Absolutely, as well. You should. I'm certainly not disinterested. But I think you'll find that you're uh, uh, representing an army that's been backed into a very <laughs> small corner. Doesn't matter. I'm going to get NATO mm-hmm. to come and bomb. Yeah, the people who don't. Oh, know. I saw something spectacular and I didn't get a photograph of it. Um, I really wanted to, and you didn't see it. In but it, I went back to go get one, and she'd already gone. There were some protests outside of the Abbey in Bath on Saturday. Mm-hmm. The people as some stop the war protesters. Which war? So I believe Libya. 
Mm. Very offended by this. And this woman I'd like held to stop this work. woman held uh, yes, I'm sure most people would. I guess we'll have to carry on bombing Mr. Gaddafi until he stops. She held a sign a handmade horribly scrawled huge, huge sign that read um, no military ent- intervention anywhere ever. <laughs> we were going back because we wanted to ask her her feelings on D-Day um, but she'd gone by the time we got back oh, yeah. <laughs> no military intervention anywhere ever that's what she said so essentially what she was saying is I support all dictators mm. and despots no matter how grotesque and offensive their human I'm rights violations are I'm happy for them are. to continue ad infinitum absolutely we should never ever intervene to other human suffering under any but, circumstances but it's more disgusting than that because if you actually generalise what she's saying she's mm-hmm. saying never help your neighbour absolutely that's exactly, and stood outside a church a giant church saying let people die and be tortured all around the world mm. no of course you can criticise the choices we make why yes. do we turn on one dictator and not another absolutely yeah. it's massively fraught and flawed oh I'd like to turn on all dictators but I realise that we only seem to have a very small number of opportunities, so I can grab them when I can. We're quite busy. I grab them when I can, and I'm well aware that they're fraught and compromised and corrupt reasons, but I don't care because we get to get rid of them, finally. Mm-hmm. So if we can find more oil in more countries, <laughs> I'd be very happy. It would be lovely if we found a lot of oil in Zimbabwe. I think Mr Mugabe we could then get rid of as well. That would be nice to see him not be in charge of Zimbabwe anymore. That would be good, yeah. Surely death shall be the reason he's no longer... Well, he just clings on, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Like Mubarak did as well. Yes. Clings on to life. They're a friendly bunch, aren't How they? old is Dexter now? Four. Four and uh, five months? Where will he be going in the new nuptial arrangement? The plan is that he's, he comes with me. Dexter is John's cat, by the way. <laughs> not Not the person he keeps in the basement that's right he's that's not he's not called Dexter at all no he, he's uh, called Jimmy where would Jimmy be going Jimmy's staying with the house <laughs> it's very much a feature that the state agents are quick keen to cling on to oh, um, it must be tempting to take him with to your new basement well I think we're just going to start a new well you know in a new home and a new marriage a new torture a new victim yeah. yeah it's much more pleasant that way no Dexter Dexter is ultimately when it comes down to it, when we all die in fires he's mine Right. Um, so while the four of us live together in our house, he's everyone's, and we share him equally. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to having to make that choice, we decided when he was new that he would come to come with me. What allowed you to make that choice? Uh, popular vote. Uh, it was wasn't always, AV. <laughs> it wasn't AV. I think it was uh, the four of us. I think it was always going to be either Craig or me, as we take the that we do the most kind of in terms of just looking after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and Craig has. Uh, uh, Craig has decided that he would rather he went with me than him as much as he will be I think a gibbering emotional wreck the day that happens right um, so yeah so he, so when Laura and I find an abode we shall be having a little little boy running around with us oh. yeah, they'll have the patter of tiny feet on day one <laughs> four tiny feet uh, four tiny little feet <laughs> oh dear I think that you should write for the cat magazine as if it's Dexter writing become Dexter's column. You say, my owner, John, is a bit of a smelly man. I have a problem with it as if it is Dexter writing when it should be were. I, I, it, it, you're correct. You said as if it, it, it's Dexter. But it is, it's not the same as it was. No, you should have said as if it were Dexter. Okay, good. That's what you should have said. No, <laughs> I should have said, I'm sorry, no. I got that wrong. Idiot. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, I realised what my problem is with um, British beers. Oh, yes. 
they are quite bitter. I think the ones that are titled bitter. Yeah, are. No, but I realise that's a problem. I think certain mm-hmm. people like very sour things, and certain people like very bitter things. Mm-hmm. And I realise I really like very... Sorry, am I boring you? Oh, for goodness sake, I've had a really long day. I've been working all day. And it's I'm late at you. night, and I'm tired, and I'm not going to do your stupid joke. So I am boring I might walk around the... Um, we should talk about your new T-shirt. No, 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 but no, I first talk about bitter... And I like very, very, very sour things. Yeah. Um, I like, you know, when you get those tank fastics from Haribo and Sherbets and things like that. Sure. And I love, I can squeeze a whole lemon mm-hmm. into my mouth and it's, almost, it, well, and it's in, almost not sour enough. I'm in America next week, so but I shall I, bring I, you back some sour yeah, sweets. But please do. They do the best. But, but what made me realise I was in Brussels over the weekend and I had this beer, which was a, a kind of peach fruit beer. Mm-hmm. But rather than being bitter, it was quite yes. tangy and sour. Oh, yeah, so much better. And I quite liked that. And I thought, this is really mm-hmm. rather nice. And I thought, that's just it. My palate likes very sour things, but hates very bitter things. Whereas Victoria, who likes bitter beers, yep. loves that bitter flavour. But whenever I put too much lemon on her food or whatever, mm-hmm. she hates She hates that really sour thing. Well, and her I'm... sister can't, hates, for example, pickled cucumbers because it's far too sour. And I reckon that's probably what it is. That's, if you really like bitter things, you'll love... I suddenly realise what people get out of the beer. Right, okay. It's what I get out of very sour sweet, sour sweets or sour lemon or, you know, pickles and things See, like I'm, that. See, I much prefer something sour than bitter. However, I have an interesting relationship with the gherkin, the pickled cucumber, because what, happened, what I have with that Well, is you shouldn't have shoved it up there. I don't like vinegar to start with. Well, then you're wrong. I'm, I'm sure that I am, but I don't like, I like the smell of vinegar. Mm-mm, but I do not like the taste at all. So I, th- um, I think less of you now. Good. So with the but what happens with the with the gherkin when it gets served with my sandwich and I'm having eating in a sensible country, mm-hmm. um, is I look at it on the plate and I think I want to eat that a lot. It is delicious. And I think it's gonna because it's that crunch, that initial crunch and that burst of juice is so good. And I pick it up and I go crunch and it's uh, it's horrible and I swallow it and it's like horrible and then I look at it and I go. I really want to take a crunch of that. And <laughs> I will eat the whole what thing is horrible without enjoying what any mouthful okay, What don't you like about it? I don't like the, the vinegary taste. Is it that it's too sour? It's the vinegar. It's too vinegary. No, but try and I wouldn't be count very... That as, I wouldn't count try, that as sour. Try very hard to oh, describe gosh, what about the vinegariness that you don't it like. Makes, it's, it's too much. It makes the underneath of my tongue cross. And The reason you can get new green cuke, new green pickle cucumbers, which you may mm-hmm. not have had, you can get them at kosher delis and that, yes. where they're quite lightly pickled. But I st- As it sounds new yeah. green, so it tastes more okay. like cucumber. That sounds and good. still crunchy. See, I enjoy- and it's just got a slight fragrance of of, of pickled this rather than soused. But I like them and dislike them in equal measure. I feel like I've said that phrase on the podcast before, so I think I may have told that story before. No, you haven't. Huh, interesting. You've never revealed your pickle. But it's a, it's a f- no, it's a piece of food. That, no, it's not ambivalent. It's a t- ambivalent. An- ambivalent. You said I like them and I hate no, them. That's, exactly. that's ambivalent. No, it's it's yes, it is. No, ambivalence indicates you're somewhere between the two. You can you sort of waver. I dis- I very strongly love them and very strongly dislike them in equal measure. So you're ambivalent. No, I disagree. You're ambi, as in ambidextrous, mm-hmm. and valent, as in when you have the va- multiple valencies of a uh, compound. Do you know what? I can't... My chem- when it comes to A-levels, I can remember a good proportion of the biology I was taught. I like impressing Laura by naming... Oh, am I boring you? Yeah. I like... Um, you are. Good. I like naming the 
the base pairs and DNA and all this sorts of stuff to entertain her. Like, I think I said this before, like a dog standing on its back legs to make its owner happy. Um, But... Uh, chemistry, not a bit, not a single bit. I remember, remember that. I remember that pH is a negative log of concentration of uh, sorry, pH is a negative log of the concentration of hydrogen ions, and that's it. Do you not remember Le Chatelier's principle? Nope. The cussedness of nature. That's uh, where, something I was taught. That where in, in um, two-way reactions. Yes. Um, if you try to do something to it on one side, the other side of the reaction will try to compensate for it. So, for example, okay. if you try to add extra heat it'll progress to the side of the reaction that's cold and that kind of thing Le Chatelier's principle I remember that oh no yeah now I see picture it written down it does yes you remember the multiple when you have the arrow going both ways in the reaction to Mm -hmm. show it's a two way reaction I can't remember I never got my head around moles and mole calculations that's something I could never figure out moles are badly described yes A a mole is just a number it's another word for a number. It's another word for Avogadro's number. A mole is X number of things. Mm-hmm. But I can still find the mole calculations. I can never get my... No, but, no but if you realise that at the time, yeah. you realise... And some things are bigger than other things. So obviously a mole of certain things is going to take up more yep. room. Than, you know, if, let's call a mole a thousand. Mm-hmm. So, you know... A thousand houses yes. is going to take up more volume. It is than what? Than a thousand feathers. Oh, that's not true. No, because if you drop them both from an aeroplane, then you the train will arrive in Manchester. Ten, ten, ten to the power of first. Ten to the power of twenty-six. I got an E for chemistry A level. That's silly. No, no, that's not true. I got an N. Um, I got an N for chemistry well, A level. You shouldn't. I know. I really shouldn't have. Should I? That's really bad. Yeah. Do <laughs> it again. I was really, but I did. I got an E the second time. Do it again. No, <laughs> I'm done now. I only have to do that in dreams. Perpetually <laughs> repeating that in dreams. Everyone with every other night. Do I have that dream? Yeah. I, I will be I punished mean, for the rest of before, my life. This is amazing how every month, at least once a month, oh. you have the, the dream where you know that you should have turned up for the X class. Like if it's French, you know. Oh, I've just realised I haven't really turned up to any French classes yes. this yes. year. Oh. And I've got the exam the coming, up coming up in two days' time. No. And why didn't I turn up for... I can't can fix I, this. What, what do I do? Do I read do? some more books? And then I can't find the corridor that French is in. Uh, so I can't go no, to... No, so I suddenly realised, oh. hold on, but I, I don't have my timetable. I don't even remember what lesson am I even supposed to be in now. Like, I, I, last time I looked at the timetable so long ago, and I'm so used to not turning up to the things, and I really should. Why haven't I been... What's going on? Why haven't I turned up to them? And the, these, you, you have that, You yes. described it exactly. Yes. And the waking up is almost... And then you wake up and think, am I still in... Some sort of <laughs> academic. You know, am I? Am I? Have I really finished? We know when you're halfway between yeah, yeah. sleeping. Like, have I finished my? Exam? But then I like that am moment I still because at I go, school? no, I, I don't have a French exam, and I think, I don't no, I, I don't have any exams. I don't even go to school. Are you I'm sure? A grown up. Hooray! It's no, it, no, but I, it takes too long. To, are you sure? It's sort of. I know I don't have some, but is it like I've done my GCSE, but I've got a, a you know what a. The other, di- the other night I dreamt that I was meeting a newlywed couple of, uh, fr- who were friends with Laura's. Um, are they friends of Laura's? They, were, they are not. Uh, they're entirely imaginary. Um, and I, the, the wife of this newlywed couple was outrageously flirting with me and then she started kissing me. And as I was kissing, as I was, as I was kissing her, I was thinking to myself, this, is this wrong? <laughs> I'm with Laura and we're getting married soon. <laughs> oh, but we're not married yet. 
So is this wrong? So you're and I was like, and I went, no, it is wrong. I should stop this, and I and I stopped her. And then she started. She tried to put her hand on in my private gentleman's area. Like, is this wrong? But this thinking, is not wrong. Kissing was, was wrong, like, but this is no, no, no. Wrong. I was like, oh no, this is this is this is definitely wrong, isn't it? And it was so funny. My dream mor- ethics, my dream morality, is so much more ambiguous and foggy than, yeah. my, than my real world morality. Did you tell Laura, I, I did, and then she said, "For listen to this." Did she agree it was wrong? She did agree that in the end it was wrong. What was more interesting was would that she have minded had you done it then? <laughs> Do you think? I think she may have minded a little. In your bit. dream? Oh, in the dream. Well, no. What happened in the dream was would I, she have minded in real life? if you had said well in my dream I, I, I'm afraid I betrayed you I think she probably would because mm. I think she would Shows worry about my subconscious you're desperately trying to stray before <laughs> you're even married but I had like, this weird dream last night where I kept I, I killed you and buried you and then had sex with lots of other women what could it mean it, was it must be symbolic <laughs> But no, fortunately, even in my foggy dream state, I'm, my morality did eventually kick in to acknowledge that kissing before marriage is unacceptable, which is good to know. What was more interesting, well, not, I don't know if it's more interesting, but I'll after, tell you. Okay, you can tell me. Afterward, I, as we were leaving this couple, um, I didn't the rummaging know, couple, I didn't know whether to tell Laura on whether or not whether this had happened. Not because I felt guilty, because I thought I'd done the right thing in stopping it, but because um, uh, it was her friends. And in my dream, I concluded, no, I wouldn't tell her this was that her friends had this bad marriage. Which is ridiculous. Of course I should tell her. And that she was more interested in, in when I told her about this. Yeah, I mean, you should... I wonder, would you have in real life? I think I would. Yes, I certainly would. I would have, first of all, I would have reported it to Laura just for, in terms of accountability. Mm. That another girl was trying to put her hands on my, on my, exactly. winky, my winky parts. Because the other girl may blackmail you with it later. Exactly. All sorts of terrible things. I'd rather be accountable in such circumstances. But also because it's her friend. I think she was especially friends with the guy and I would want him to be... Well, the, this, is the, um, class, this is the classic conundrum. Laura's friends. Right. Okay. And in fact, I should finish. It is fair because a few nights, a couple of weeks ago, she did have an affair. Uh, she had loud intercourse with another person while I was in the same building oh, with someone else. Right. I should dress in a dream. So, um, you know. Who did? Laura did. Oh, did Laura she? Oh, she's already me. betrayed you, fair enough. Laura yeah. cheated on me. So, yeah. you know, in context, it's not so bad, is it? No, 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 fair enough. I mean, yeah. She shouldn't have done that. I know. She should How not. How rude of her. I know. Um, but the thing is. Which is often said is that if you saw two friends, mm-hmm. and then you realise that one of them was cheating mm-hmm. on the other, would you tell the other? I just don't know. I don't think uh, if it were. I think I would tell if it was Laura's friends. I would tell Laura about it. And yes, her get of course. Involved. But would you tell your friend? If my, if it, my friend was being cheated on, yes, I would tell. So if you knew, and if it was an episode of Neighbours, they would go, "You're just jealous," and slap me. Yep. So okay. So if I find out that Laura's betraying you, you want me to tell you? Yes, please. Okay. And if and if you find out that Victoria's betraying me, or I'm betraying her, you'll tell me or her. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. That does seem reasonable. What happens when you betray um, Laura? When shall I tell her? <laughs> yes. If I were to, and and I, I should certainly don't plan to, then yes, I think no, she no, should no, definitely no, know. No immediate plans, as Nick Clay. <laughs> as right. Nick Clay. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't compare my promises to Clegg's. <laughs> I've signed a pledge. <laughs> Actually, no, at the wedding, you should say, this is the this wedding is pledge. pledge. Gosh, 
I can't imagine that I could ever be such an awful, horrendous person. I have no desires to. But um, it were that to happen, because I have my personality In a moment changed. of madness. In a moment of madness, then yes, of course you should know. Because mm. otherwise she's been horribly... The betrayal is even worse. Okay, Laura, you've heard it here first. If he I ever really strays... I like talking about this, though. If he strays, I'll tell you immediately. I don't really want to talk about strays. It's horrible. Well, you're not married yet. You can do what you want. <laughs> That's what I want to my dreams. It's, yeah. it's a little bit fuzzy what I can do. Well, I want to, though. <laughs> Well, if you become a Mormon, there'll be no problem. That's true. I could always become a Mormon. You could. And then you can have as many as you want. Or is it four? I can't remember. Honestly, I don't mean to sound slushy and awful, but I think Laura is all I want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you'll see. (laughs) What do you say? What does Victoria will be listening? What does she need to know? (laughs) No, I'm just... You're trying to get me in trouble. I'll get you in trouble. I'll get you in trouble. (laughs) Well, you're, you're welcome to tell her about any of my philanderings. Okay, I shall. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to tell her about we're, we're in a hotel room together, together on our together. bed. Yes, exactly. Let's talk about your t-shirt. Let's change the subject from this horrible, rather grim one. Yeah. What? I'm wearing the same one underneath my jumper. Yes. We can wear the same t-shirts and go around together as special twins. It, it looks like the um, well, t- the logo. It's interesting. You could this t-shirt defines who watches the news and who doesn't. Yes. Well, I've I discovered. Um, it's the 2012 logo spread out to spell out the word Zion, as Ahmadinejad yeah. noticed. It yes. did. Um, it when, said it was evil and racist. Said well, he declared that. It, said Amadinejad. He said that it it proved that the London 2012 London Olympics were an Israeli conspiracy. Mm. Um, this is what's interesting. And underneath it says Zionist Games London 2012, mm. which is great. But what's interesting about that is David Cameron, a man for whom I have no time whatsoever, and I, have, I can't think of anything else good to say. Mm. In response to Amadinejad's comments about this, he said, "You know, Amadinejad said we're not going to come because it's an Israeli conspiracy." His response was. Don't come then, which was amazing. And then he said unequivocally, he said, "If you want, if any nation is not willing to come to the Olympics because the Isra- because Israel are there, we don't want you here." Mm, fair enough. I thought that was quite extraordinary. It was unusual for him. I would I, say. I would imagine unusual for anyone in our government. Yeah, well, true. It's it's, it's interesting. Imagine gorgeous George saying that. I don't think gorgeous <laughs> George would say that. He there was an interesting conspiracy theory the other day. Yes. Um, and I think it was written in the Telegraph or some commenter or someone. Apparently, you know how Ireland's economy collapsed. Mm-hmm. It was the Jews that done it. Oh, do you know why? Nick, what but did you been up? No, to? do you know why? It was as punishment. Oh yes. Because apparently Ireland, Ireland complained when the Israelis used some fake Irish passport for that operation they were doing. Right. And apparently they complained. Oh, okay. Ireland complained. Israel. So then all the Jews in the world destroyed Ireland's. That's right. <laughs> economy. How much did you get out of it? £12.22. It's not much, is it, really? You break it down to all the Jews. All the Jews got got £12.22 each. (laughs) And they put it in their special money pot. (laughs) Yes. Which you'll never take out because you just hoard your money, don't you? Yeah. You hoard it. special money pot. I can't... I I grew up without any... Did you? Well done. This isn't clever. It's not clever to interrupt obvious midway through a sentence. Well done that you grew up without any... Thank you. Without being introduced to prejudice against Jewish people. It was, wasn't a part of my upbringing. Why not? I don't know. I was very badly let down, especially for Guildford in the 1980s. You would you imagine it had been everywhere. Down. But no, I, no one even taught me not to like Jews. So I was all very, confu- I was very confused you? by anti-Semitism by the time I was an adult, because I'd never encountered it. I thought, well, why? It's always, it's always very confusing. I mean, and trying to explain to someone, as someone asked me recently, well, why? Why, why the Jews? Why do people hate the Jews so much. I'm not sure, because it's, 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 it's as called the longest hatred. It seems to have persisted 
throughout almost every but it's society. A, it's, a, it's a hatred that goes so deep and becomes yes. so passionate. And and it's it's the, well, that's what I was saying earlier on. I think it's just something that any cultures pass on the meme as then they get stuck in a rut. Right. So the meme just gets passed on, and whatever initially catalyzed it, whether it was a suspicion or whatever, God knows what it was originally. Um, whatever catalyzed it long Maybe time ago is irrelevant. You have all the money and kill all the babies. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, doesn't everybody now? So, you know, not in the same way that the, not in the same classy way the Jews did. I think maybe it's the way that the the astonishing history and education and no, I'll tell you what was quite funny. We went to um, we went to Lincoln Cathedral mm-hmm. um, some months ago, and they had the until like 1950 something that the shrine of Little Saint Hugh, which was um, there, there. There was this little boy who disappeared. And the town decided that the the Jews had killed him and thrown him down well and used his blood or whatever, and so they killed all the Jews in the town in <laughs> the twelfth century. And the shrine to him, and saying how evil the Jews had been, had been in this cathedral till like nineteen fifty something. Oh wow! And and they then they then removed the shrine and got a little <laughs> plaque up saying, "Oops." <laughs> <laughs> and tell me about your wedding ring. Is it shaped underneath to be comfortable? People have told me you can get flat ones and shaped ones, and everyone tells it's me shaped, ra- is, it's, shaped is the one to get. It's rounded a bit. Right. So it's comfortable, yes. Yeah. Right, so t- everyone says to spend a bit more and get one that's co- rounded underneath. Yeah. It's, it's, she um, she um, got it she. handmade. Who's she? The, the cat's Victoria, mother. Victoria, your wife? The cat's mother. I was trying to avoid saying that. Actually, I don't think I've ever betrayed her in my dreams. That's good. Or I in reality, I, I should say. I haven't betrayed Laura. I no, stopped a, I don't think a I naughty have. woman from trying to, trying to betray her husband with me, and I stopped ah, it. Ah, but look at it this way. What if, in your dreams, yes. Laura says to you, I'd like a threesome, please. <laughs> Only in your dreams. I don't want to have this No, 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 but this is um, it's a moral morality but thing. This is, no, but okay. in your dreams, she right. says, I want you to, it's perfectly all right. Uh-huh. I give you sanction of my right. blessing. yes. Would your dream morality that still kick in? I don't know. And would it be wrong? How can they possibly hypothesise about my dreams? And would it be wrong? Because effectively it would be your own subconscious. <coughs> your own subconscious would effectively be creating a situation for it to be all right. That's right. So, yeah, no, of course, I don't think it would be right, but... But your fantasy is allowed to be doing whatever fantasy, it wants. It's a fantasy. Whatever, fantasy, whatever bloody Paul says, you, you know, thinking about isn't doing it. So Paul you're wrong, Paul. Sorry. Paul didn't say that. He said, even if you th- if you think about a lady's bits, you're already in here. No, he didn't. He, he, did say he didn't. That. You've got the wrong person. You think he did? It was Jesus. Oh, right. So it was G- Paul didn't say that. Oh, so Jesus said, even if you think about a lady's bits, you're in No, hell. he didn't say that. <laughs> he said that... Um, he said that thinking about doing something wrong is just the same. Like a, you've, yes, oh, which is a very interesting dilemma. So hold on a moment. So you, you, I did you've the right done, thing. You've I, done I, something I, wrong. I did the right thing. <laughs> I stopped this naughty lady from doing these naughty things. <laughs> I am perfectly you, innocent. You'd better hope that your dreams remain, that, that the fog never becomes too And foggy. I think it'd be quite interesting to go and look at the Greek and see what, he, what words he's actually using. Yes. I don't imagine it's like, have an idle thought about something. I'm fairly certain wouldn't be what he was saying. No. Although he'd be yes. pleased about your dream. He'd be very proud of me. Your dream was almost a parable. That's right. The parable of the naughty wingy touching dream lady. <laughs> That's right. And then low did I not say, no, 
although this be in my fantasy, tis Did wrong. Jesus, is Jesus alive in the 16th century? Yes. That's when he said all these things. What's fascinating is apparently the, a man realised this, the King James Bible had actually been written at the time to be archaic. Really? Oh, wow. It was actually written because they said we wanted to sound... <laughs> frankly like the King James Bible that's amazing it was written to sound like the King Gosh, James that's Bible that's amazing yes and they say they, they re, re, reinvigorate a lot of forms that have already died specifically wow. for it so whenever somebody argues it was written to be like that how strange shall we go now I think that's enough I'm disgusted to hear about what your dream John did. I'm not going to ever record a podcast with Dream John. <laughs> what if we do? What he's, if Dream John he sounds like a really? What rum, if Dream John decides to record on without like your permission? A rum fellow. We didn't have any rum, did we? We, we didn't have anything nothing. to drink at all. We've oh. got a cracked open that water over there. I wonder how much they charge us for opening those. I'm going to have it now. Bye bye. Thanks, Nick. Now you just settle back on my lovely big comfy bed there. You make yourself at home. This isn't wrong. But bye bye, listeners. Bye.